0: to another episode of the dialogue options podcast with your ever faithful hosts Joel McDonald that is me and as always my very very good friend Kyra Morrison how are you doing I am pretty good my friend excellent good to hear good to hear positive vibes <laughs> positive vibes all around I love it how's that NBN treating you
1: uh again it's hard to really gauge it Uploading stuff is yep. really good on PC, but because I mostly yep. play on PS4, the PSN is basically garbage anyway, so... Yep, that's true. That's very true. Um. <laughs> Downloads seem faster, yeah. but yeah, the PSN's crap. Considering Still. we pay for that service
0: as well, which sucks. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Nintendo, don't do that with your <laughs> online service. Fuck. Oh, please don't. Um, yeah, for the love of all this, Holly. Uh Cool. Alrighty. Well, it's been a pretty fucking quiet week, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Uh, we are... Well and truly knee deep in just the E three tumbleweeds.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that quiet zone even last week was pretty good. Like, yeah, also,
1: well, we had some like some news that sort of washed over E three into the following week, which was good. But this week is kind of yeah. like, uh, that's news.
0: <laughs> there's one particularly big story that we'll get to, but um, there's probably going to take up the majority of this episode. No doubt. But um but we'll get to that soon. But first of all. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Now, we've both been playing the same game. Um, this hasn't happened for a while. We're sort of playing the game almost at similar-ish areas, I guess. Yeah, we've we've synced up again, Joel. We have. It's good. I like it, though. I like this. We can sort of you know, talk about this on a very open I especially place. like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, so we've been playing The Evil Within. Um, now, you've played it before, haven't you? You've played most of it so
1: i don't know how many chapters there are in the game but when i originally picked it up i got to chapter 10 before i i don't know what happened i dropped off something else came out and i just sort of it it slipped into the abyss of games yeah that uh, happens ahead of the announcement of evil within 2 i was like no i'm gonna go back for i'm gonna finish it for makami i just want
0: to i just want to say here i just reiterate how fucking great that trailer for evil within 2 is it's a good trailer it's such a fucking good trailer. I think it's one of my favourites from the C 3 It gets, was me, just, gets me hyped. Oh, I want that version of that song too. Of that fucking Duran Duran song. Yeah, I like really a, want that version.
1: I heard some people complaining about the cover, but I feel like there's been worse covers in trailers.
0: Oh god, yeah. That fucking David Bowie Space Oddity one? The David for, Bowie
1: one and the whatever the song what was in the Battlefield 1 trailer. Which was it? I'm not sure. I can't remember if it was a cover, but it just wasn't good in the context of
0: yeah, that trailer i think what I hated it was it. yeah was it was it, it what no that was i think for battlefield 4 um was the um fucking uh what stripes no it was seven nation army wasn't it yes it was seven nation army it was now i like that version of that song but not in context of that trailer no, it was it terrible <laughs> it's a, it's it's actually by the glitch mob and they do some really cool stuff it's a really good remix of that song but yeah. Yeah, not no. <laughs> not in the game um, about World War One, please. No, no, no. Go with some like go with the string quartet and then leave it at that. Here's That's the thing, Battlefield's got to
1: a do. perfectly good theme. Just use that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not yeah. that version. Use a like a <laughs> Battlefield Two
1: side sort of one. That that would yeah, be true. more more appropriate for World War more One. More
0: applicable. But anyway. Uh Evil Within. Yes. So let's let's do- let's dive in on this for what we've played. So I think what was like I'm um, I think three in chapter three or chapter four. I'm in chapters I just hit six, I'm pretty sure. Okay, cool. So not too far apart. Um I just I've been playing it on and off. Um so I like it. <laughs> I want to preface this by saying I really do like the game. I like the idea, I'm interested to see where it's going. Um few problems. Uh super framey. Like yeah, insanely framey. I mean, it's um, it's
1: predominantly in that opening sort of couple of chapters, though.
0: It's getting better, and I feel like when I started playing it, I hadn't downloaded the all the like the latest patch for it. Oh, and I okay. I feel like it's maybe improved a little bit since then. Um, so it's not too much of a problem now. But like, I mean, fuck, getting out of that car at the um at the 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 hospital, or whatever it is, at the start of the game, I was like oh this is going at about 12 frames per second this is not good yeah um,
1: I had I had similar issues with just some how a game generally performs in the village segments in like the second chapter or so where you need to do it yeah. you need to like about face to shoot someone in the head and turning around oh
0: <laughs> oh yeah. It's not great. Oh, yeah. and that brings me to my second problem but yeah that village segment um was not very good it was good I like I like the idea of I like the setting of it it all looked like it was pretty fun to uh, interesting to look at um and sort of getting your first real chance and uh and hands on at combat with some of these anim- reanimated corpse it's just called the monsters <laughs> the monster yeah like fucking nail head people um yeah so uh but when the, the boss fight of that of that village segment is poor oh, is tough um i think i ended up just resorting to just Using the, um, agony crossbow and just plopping down little explosive bolts on the ground and waiting for him to walk over them. Uh, uh see, I'd, I'd stashed up a lot of shotgun shells. Ah, uh, see, I had not. Um. Uh, you, you'll get there, Joel. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I should have, I should have been smarter. And I, Cause I could, I, you can see him there all chained up. You and can I'm like, hear him. I probably have to fight him. <laughs> oh, Yeah. And I'm like, I'm probably gonna have to fight him and then I just sort of forgot about it and then sort of started panic firing.
1: Especially if things. anyone has played Resident Evil Four. Like you should have you should have hit that village part and been immediately rem- reminded of the room in Resident That's Evil Four true. where the the, fu- the the like blind monster is chained up and you can hear him yep. in the cage and you're like, I'm gonna have to fight that guy.
0: Yep, no, I should have I've played that game. I've played that game at least twice through as well. Fuck, I didn't even think. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I am really enjoying it. Uh, so the basic plot, I guess, for people who've never played it, is that you are uh, Detective Sebastian Castellanos, um, and you've been sent to investigate, I, I guess, it was, was it a hostage situation or was it, a, Honestly, like, was it a murder? I can't even remember, and I played it recently
1: because everything goes so off the rails so quickly because that game just yeah, goes, by exactly. the way, I'm batshit insane. And I was like, okay. It's,
0: all right. It's definitely, like, that's that's definitely, like, the, you know, the backseat of the story. It, that's just the setup, basically. You need to get to this hospital and look at it. And and then from there on, it, it oh, boy. And then you're it, leaving the hospital uh, and
1: the city is crumbling behind
0: you and you're like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. this is fine. And, like, shifting and, yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, so, obviously, there's some bigger stuff going on here. Um, I have no idea what. I have a feeling that it has something to do with that. Uh, the uh the brain goop machine that you use to level up. Well that's
1: worth mentioning um, so the the game itself is obviously, you know, pretty typical Shinji Makami survival horror. Over the shoulder, Resi 4 style controls. But if you want to save your game, you traverse through mirrors into what is I guess designated like a safe hospital sort of zone.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's like run by some like a a nurse that is not overly creepy, but it's, very she's, unsettling, she's creepy, nonetheless. She's creepy, Yeah, just unsettling, I think. And I think that's probably the best way to describe this game in general, is just unsettling. Except um, when you
1: hear that wonderful savoury music and you get really happy.
0: Oh, yeah. So the savoury music is that uh, Claire de Lune, and it's like, you hear that, dun, 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 dun. dun and you're like, oh. Yeah, See, oh, that, I'm kicking that door open right now. Yeah, yeah, let me in. There's that one where you're like escorting the, the doctor in the, the second part of the village. And you, you hear that music, you're like, fuck, I'm going for that safe room. And he's like, but we have to find my patient. And I'm like, fuck your patient. That can wait. I've got a whole bunch of brain goop that I need to level up. Fuck your patient. Have some patience. I need to save my yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so yeah, it's brain great. goop, Joel. Leveling up. Brain goop. So you find these these jars of uh, of like green goo. I just call them brain juice. Yeah, brain goop. That's what I've been calling them. Um, Tasty brain you goop. Even, you even scoop it up off the ground after some enemies get killed as well. Like, I've noticed that they're not always in a jar. Yeah. Sometimes you scoop it out or just off the ground. It's, it's just, like, yeah, it's just great. like sort of goo. Yeah. Um, and so do you, to level up, you obviously go back to the safe room where you can save. Um, and there's this sort of weird machine thing that sort of lowers under your head. And oh. then every time you you activate a new ability. It basically like injects your head. Um <laughs> It's, and that's, that's the least weirdest part of this game. This game um, is crazy.
1: And do you know what, Joel? I'm excited because it starts getting real crazy real soon.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited for that as well. Like I, I it's been pretty well documented uh, on, on YouTube and on this podcast, my feelings on how I deal with, with horror and things like that. Um, but this is the type of horror that I like. It's not relying on jump scares to be a like, look at us, we're a horror game. It's it's creating a genuine sense of dread at every step of the way. And I, I like that because it's that is scarier and I feel more effective. I'm regardless of the fact
1: that... If I should warn you of a couple of things coming up.
0: Well, there was one already, but I could sort of see it coming. Which one, so which one was that? It was uh, the body where I had to cut it open. Oh, yeah. Um, But I I think I've heard something about a bathtub. Um, There's a few things that I can think of.
1: Uh, In particular, there's a zone coming up with an enemy type that I didn't expect to see so early in the game
0: like this. Right. Is it a cloaked one? Yes. Yeah, was that the one down underneath where you finally meet up with the patient?
1: Uh, Yes, but there's more of them in there. Okay, yeah,
0: I I figured there'd be more of them, but... They're not harder, but yeah, they are... They do take you by surprise. They are annoying. I will say that because they are not easy to telegraph. So, okay, Uh, here's here's
1: the thing. In the next area, you'll meet them. The air is pretty dusty. Right. Okay, that's good. I'm glad that
0: there's some way of being able to track them.
1: Yeah, and the areas are pretty littered with shit as well. So, typically, they'll... You know, like sort of as they're running at you, they'll kick something out of the way, and then you just unload yep. a shotgun shell their way, and hope that it knocks right. them on the ground, and then you light them on fire.
0: Yep. Cool. So lighting lighting corpses on fire now that's to stop them from coming back, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing: have mm-hmm. you ever have you yep. ever lit not lit a body on fire and turned around and
0: it's gone? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, yes. that's happened
1: to me a couple of times, and I can't remember the the real reasoning behind it, but, but I think it is generally safety like that again it it reminds me of resident evil like the original well i guess the remake technically where they introduced like the lighter fluid and the lighter because if you didn't burn the zombies there were particular ones that would come back as crimson heads and they suck crimson heads suck if anyone out there has played resident evil remake they'll know that crimson heads suck right
0: okay um yeah, so I, the first encounter with that, that was another another little beef I had. It was It was a very small area, and yes, there was a lot of stuff around on the floor, but it was the type of area where I didn't have enough space to sort of set up shop in one area for a, 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 any period of time and sort of, like, keep an eye out. Because as soon as I'd stop, it'd be on me, and I'd be like, well, fuck. Like, so I got a little frustrated there um, at that part as well. I mean, the game shows its age. It's not it's not a new game, it's 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 what, a, a cross gen and a cross gen game and I get that. Um but uh I don't know, it just felt I, I know they're two completely different games and there's a lot of different stuff going on, but going from, from Wolfenstein last week, uh, which was also a cross gen game that sort of I had no problems with, um really, apart from maybe some like texture pop ins every now and then. Um Yeah, it it was strange to go from that to this, and see a very visible and noticeable effect. And, so, and
1: devil's advocate there for me is, and I I haven't played that Wolfenstein game through completion, mm-hmm. but I would say that, at least visually, the the evil weapon is doing more interesting things than Wolfenstein. Yeah.
0: and I, I, when you said, because well, I mentioned that to you when I was talking earlier in the week, to you about it when i started playing and i was like that frame rate and you were like yeah and you said that and i was like actually okay yeah no you've got a good point there like for that example
1: uh some of the like the use of like lightning is very effective in some of those areas i felt
0: mm. oh yeah like it's lighting in general is just really good like and uh all the different shadows and stuff like yeah. when you even it, your you'll own see shadow, your shadow. Yeah. yeah, and you are literally afraid of your own shadow at some point, and it's it's very affecting. And um, the way
1: that you uh, can disfigure enemies' faces with a clean headshot, like it'll like carve oh, a hole in their yeah. face.
0: Oh, oh, it's oh, it is it is not a pretty game. Um, and it does like, play with of, like yeah,
1: illusions and stuff as well coming up. There'll be some segments and some of the bosses. One in particular who you're getting really close to fighting. Oh, good is off-putting.
0: Okay, okay, good news. Um, but yeah, that, that, I think that, that is going back to the the setting of it and um, the the type of horror that it is dealing with. It's sort of more that psychological horror more than yeah um, than 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 just cheap jump scares. Which uh, even if I could deal with them, I can see that they are a cheap tactic. And sometimes for the type of game that they are used in it's all well and good to use them um especially if you're a youtube streamer or a twitch streamer because that is a fucking goldmine for you um but i think in terms of creating a world and creating a a place that makes me feel uncomfortable i think is much more exciting for me personally regardless of whether or not i can deal with jump scares or not um which is why i love again different type of game but bloodborne Bloodborne has, like, that gothic horror, like, down to a T. And I'll never forget the, the moment after defeating... Spoilers for Bloodborne, by the way. Um, after defeating uh, Rom, and then you see the blood moon rise, mm-hmm. and then you go back into, like, um, into Yharnam, and you, you walk outside and you see the giant... What are they, the watches, are they? or Oh, the... Um... Uh, oh, can't remember crap, what they're called. what's their yeah. damn name? star oh, a Oh Yeah... Oh,
1: I'm I'm looking this up because it's killing yeah, me. Yeah,
0: it's going to kill me as well too. I was trying to think of it the other day when I was talking to our friend Ben about it. Um, god damn. Ah, uh, continue. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. You continue on. Yeah. So basically, um, you walk outside and what you couldn't see them before the blood moon, but they were always there, and then you can finally see them. And not only can you finally see them, they are grotesque and they are horrifying to look at. And I remember walking outside. I think I was on party chat talking to you, but I did it. And you were like, yeah, just go out in this area here and then look to your left. And I went out and there's one like right there. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. It doesn't attack you or anything like that. It's just, it's there. And you see it in great detail. And it is fucking, just thinking about it now is making my screen skin crawl. Like, and I, I, in a weird way, I like that. That's the type of horror that I like. Um, I think it's more, a, a, an effective in terms of like building a world and building something that I want, I am interested in seeing and also giving you motivation to trying to stop whatever's going on, I guess, in a weird way. Um, it's, it's worth noting that the one you were thinking of is the amygdala. Amygdala. That's it. Oh God. Even the name makes me fucking, <sighs> uh, but yeah, I, th- I feel like evil within is doing that really well. Um. And I mean, you've only got to look at like any any kind of marketing material for the first one and the second one and know that that's the type of thing that they're going for. What I will say about Evil Within for sure is it definitely
1: feels it. To boil it down to like the very bare minimum of this versus this, it feels more Silent Hill than Resident Evil.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Silent Hill obviously it- being the more psychological path, whereas Resident Evil is like, look at these grotesque monsters,
0: aren't they scary? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, but with sort of the gameplay of Resident Evil Four. Yeah, almost. yeah. So it's like yeah, Shinji, if Shinji which,
1: Mikami made Silent Hill, basically.
0: Yeah, which you know for you must be like a fucking it's, big it, old tick. It is.
1: It is, and like I do have to say, like my one of my favorite things in the entirety of Evil Within is a very cool uh, nod to Resident Evil One when you first encounter your first monster.
0: With oh. this, with the
1: slow turn over the shoulder, much like.
0: Ah uh, yes, I did Evil notice that. The Resident Evil one zombie
1: encounter, very yeah, very big thumbs up to that, Mikami.
0: I've played enough of the of the remake to of of Resident Evil remake to 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 get that. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I did when I was. I I remember having a moment when I was playing, I'm going, "Oh yeah, that's a oh, I get it." Um. Yeah, so still early stages, especially for me. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on, and I'm just gonna at this stage. I'm like, I'm just gonna stop trying to figure out yeah, the look, game's gonna tell me
1: you'll be figuring it out for a while like
0: yeah it's a trip um, all I know is I know that there's I, I from a, hearing other people talk about it and it's I, I like I have no idea what this means but there's something called STEM and that's all I know basically <laughs> and that Sebastian is there and he's also in the sequel and and the DLC you play as someone else that's all I know <laughs> so far that's fair um, my prior knowledge anyway. I I'm starting to realise that actually no, you know what? I still have no idea what's going on. So far I've been thrown into like what seems to be like random situations so that's, that I've had to fight my way out of. That's probably the
1: biggest complaint about the Evil Within that I think is relatively fair. All of the areas you go into, you don't really spend much time there. Like for again to compare True. it to Resident Evil Four, when you get to that that first village, uh that's yeah a pretty great moment where you're like, Whoa, this is not what I was expecting. But it doesn't just no. like throw you somewhere else. You spend time like going through that area, whereas even within sort of like you'll finish the village and you'll see it soon. You've got some cutscenes, another small building area. Then it's just like
0: whoop, you're here now, and you're like, well, it's a little bit jarring. Yeah, but that's it, pretty much where I where I got I'm at at the moment. I got yeah. taken, I got taken back basically. Yeah. So so I'm, it- um, yeah. That's why I'm like okay. I, I, when I said before, I have no idea. I feel like that. This feels like this it's some sort of weird fucking simulation it gets that I'm being thrown into. And that's what yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited to find out more and I'm excited to play more of it. Um I just haven't had the drive to play it this week. All the not really the time. I've been sort of catching up on some other stuff. Um I watched... side note, watched all of uh, Glow, the Netflix series. Very good. It's it's good, it's not amazing, it's good. You should watch it though; it's very, very interesting. I've watched eight um, episodes and a uh, big
1: fan of it, and it's just good to see Alison and yep. something again.
0: Fuck yeah, it is actually. Every and th- th- to be fair, everyone in that show definitely is excellent. Like all the characters, are really interesting. I, well, I have
1: to say, it was sort of funny for me as well, uh, based on like
0: very early in that,
1: ser- in that series. Just the way two particular characters end up meeting, or like their interactions we get to see early in the series, which is. Alison Brie and, oh, what's-her-face's husband? I forget. Rich Summer.
0: Uh, yep. Who are both th- from I, as, Mad Men. As soon as I, that popped up, I was like, oh, cool. That's really awesome. Um, but, yeah, so. It's Trudy Campbell and uh, Harry Crane, guys. Scandalous. Scandalous. <laughs> um, but, yes, Evil Within, I'm excited to play more of um, and find out what's going on. I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to be, you know, a bit of a, you know, way for me to overcome certain fears about, uh, I have about video, uh, horror video games or horror in general.
1: It's honestly um, like, it depends on the horror game you play. Like, even within exactly. spider it's, you know, it's more, it definitely is still action horror for the most
0: part. Mm. And that's, I, I, yeah, I like that still, which is, uh, that's what I'm excited for. I'm also hoping that I'm going to be over somewhat some of my fears because I am. I did buy a ticket for a concert later on this year thrown by Alice in Wonderland. She does a series of warehouse projects, um, which are like giant warehouse rave parties. Uh, And I went to the last one. It was awesome. She just announced a new one, and instead of being a normal warehouse party, this one's called the uh, Wonderland Scarehouse Project. Um, It's basically at a secret farm location about half an hour out of Melbourne, um, and you don't find out where it is until the day, which is the same for all their other things. But the the trailer that she's released for it seems to be her logo is now a pentagram, um, and there was lots of horrifying things. Uh, if you go through to buy a ticket, there are VIP tickets, and the, the perks of being a VIP are uh, you get a VIP bathroom, uh, VIP like priority entry, and the last thing it says is less zombies. So um, I'm hoping this is going to toughen my, my skin, uh, uh, thicken my skin a little bit before that. You're going to die, Joel. I am. I'm gonna die. And also, the tagline is "No noise complaints, no lockouts, no escape." So good. Um, I'll start
1: looking for a new co host.
0: Yeah, cool. So we're on a time limit with the, with the with the show. Sorry, guys. Um, the dynamic duo might be split up due to unforeseen <laughs> circumstances. Um, but yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah, enjoying it. Enjoying it. And like, honestly, if you are curious before the sequel, it is pretty
0: easy to get it on the cheap right now. Oh god, yeah, I paid like twenty three dollars yeah. for it at at EB. Like it's it's yeah, it's and that was brand new. Like it's yeah, you're fine. And I, I think listed on it too, the full price is still thirty dollars. So if you pay full price for it, it's gonna only gonna cost you like thirty thirty five dollars. Maybe if you buy it digitally, there is um actually one. It's
1: a, it's a really small beef to bring up with the game, and it's not the game's fault. And it's actually I found it funny more than anything. Mm. But so often as a survival horror game. Uh, usually about medium and up ammo can be pretty scarce. Yes. So I always laugh when I open up one of the briefcases or like smash a crate and there's like shotgun shells there, and yep. I can I can clearly see three out of a case and some inside. and It's just like yeah, there's one here. I'm like yeah, oh, I can count more than that game. You're not fooling me. Don't fucking me.
0: Don't, I know you. I know it's. I know it's symbolic. But fuck you. It, it, also. Oh. oh. <laughs> motherfucker it yeah that pisses me off too because it's usually when in a dire time and I'm like I have one agony crossbow bolt left and it's a shock one which is gonna fucking not help me at all or like a a flashbang one that's not gonna help me very much um and I have no shotgun no handgun I, I don't even have an axe that I could do any damage with um, or a torch or anything. <laughs> it I'm, gets rough. i basically just fucked. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. All right. So shall we go on to the other things? Would you like me to tell you, tell, would you like to tell me what you have been playing as well, Kyron? Now that you finally got the words out of your mouth? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I stumbled over my stupid English talking.
1: So Joel, I embarked on a journey this week. Yes, In- I'm, I'm interested to hear about this into space <laughs> because Elite exciting. Dangerous finally came out on PS4.
0: Finally, exciting. So I was going to pick this up as well, but I I got a little I got a little uh, cold feet towards going to pick it up. So uh, uh, sell me on this game, Karen.
1: Uh, okay, first and foremost, immediately at the gate, if you're not into what I would describe as a very intimidating interface and you know way to play you're probably not going to enjoy Elite really Dangerous right it's pretty demanding out the gate and you will spend a fair amount of time just learning a lot of the systems right so this isn't No Man's Sky obviously it's similar to No Man's Sky in the sense that it is a space game uh, you fly around space there are planets these yeah. planets aren't as like so No Man's Sky's planets weren't fantastic but the ones in elite dangerous are just kind of barren unless they get better to the center of the actual system but they're pretty barren at this point okay okay uh but where it differs is basically where no man's sky was basically yeah i'm jumping in my ship flying around this is easy you jump into your ship in elite dangerous and you've just got a hud and there's information everywhere and when i first started playing it it was intimidating as shit yeah, like, that was the thing I was worried about. Yeah, it 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 doesn't ease you in. It just kind of, it, like, there are training video, like, missions you can play where it sort of gives you the mm-hmm. basics, but that just sort of goes, all right, now you can start playing, and you're like, ha ha
0: what do I do? Good. Oh, yeah, see, so that that was the thing that turned me off it, I think, in the end. Um, I was excited by the, the promise of the game and not the actual practicality of it, I think.
1: Yeah, like I said, it's early days. I've only played probably, like, six or so hours. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, as I get further into it, I'm enjoying it so much more, and I've been playing it multiplayer with my housemate, Brendan, and Mm -hmm. it's a good time once you start wrapping your head around a lot of the complex systems, like landing your ship at a dock isn't as simple as flying to the dock and just going, I land here now. I land. Yeah. Like, you fly up, you've got to land a certain... Like, certain... Facing a certain direction, line yourself up with the oh, middle, and plop God. yourself down with your landing gear out to dock. Oh, God. And, like, there is an upgrade you can buy, which has, like, an auto-dock feature, but you've got to buy that to, to do it.
0: And you got to do the hard yards to get yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So, okay. it's like, again, if you're not into, like, an intimidating experience, you may not enjoy it, but there's some fun to be had just cruising through space with your buddy You can, like, hook up as wingmen, so you can, like... And you can communicate via text or, obviously, voice comms. Uh, Yep. Haven't really gotten to much combat yet, so I can't comment on that. The tutorial wasn't great, but it could be... I do have a, a ship that is a piece of garbage, so...
0: Okay, yep, that probably doesn't help, yeah.
1: Yeah. But the one thing it has that I always wanted No Man's Sky to have, besides the multiplayer aspect, is a feature that the multiplayer really benefits. You can sort of, like, crew up and get into, okay. like, larger ships that have deployable fighters. Right. So you could just be, like, best buds flying around in your fighters, taking out enemies before you go back and dock in the main ship, and that's that's cool. That's fun.
0: See, okay, you, you've, you've described this to me now, and knowing your housemate quite well, because um, he's also a good friend of mine, how, how has he not combusted with excitement yet? Because <laughs> um, this seems like his fucking wet dream, to be honest. Like, I mean, I don't want to speak on his behalf, but <laughs> yeah. when
1: we, when we were first playing it, we, there was a bit of like, "What? How do I do anything in this game?" Which, yeah. to be fair, feels pretty accurate to how I would, no doubt, go in space in a spaceship. I'd be yep, in a spaceship going, fair. "I don't know what I'm doing."
0: For example, Being thrown into it,
1: yeah. The best, the best possible way I could describe my opening experience with Elite Dangerous is, I was like, "Cool, I've started a game." I want to go and land in this dock. So I went to go land in this dock. Mm. Uh I So basically if you want to dock somewhere, you've got to request permission from like your okay. you've got like a com screen on your left hand side you can get to with the left uh touchpad. And you've got to go in there, select the location, request docking. You've got to be in a certain distance of it. So I wasn't right. I requested the dock and was like, cool, I'm gonna go dock now. I wasn't reading the screen where it was like denied. Because you're too far away I got all the way into the dock And was like Why don't I have a landing pad Because basically When you request the dock It will go Okay cool You can go in Land at dock 19 So you go in You find 19 And you land there you're So okay. I got an 800 credit fine At the gate <laughs> <laughs> They were like Yeah you're trespassing I'm like I, I, I just wanted to dock my ship <laughs> I just wanted oh, to dock Oh wow <laughs>
0: Well, I feel like I would be the most useless person in this <laughs> game. I, I, I'd, I'd just be breaking rules if right instead of
1: Yeah, my Come house mine and I chose a much simpler route tonight. We finally went and got our mining lasers and just floated around some asteroids, shooting minerals off of it. Going, yep, guess we'll just be miners. It's easier. <laughs>
0: this is this is the life we have chosen.
1: But like, even then, again, to compare it, it isn't something I should be doing. But like, when you think of No Man's Sky, when you mine asteroids, you just bang, you shoot it and the stuff comes to you. Yep. Not in Elite Dangerous,
0: Joel. you got to like physically go pick it up.
1: So in Elite Dangerous, if you shoot something off of your mining laser, it'll float off into space. You've got to find it, uh, hold circle and press, I think, up on the D-pad to open your cargo hatch. Oh my God. And then on your little lower left, like the lower left part of your map, there'll be like a little like HUD. And it's like a little blue rectangle, and if you want to pick up that mineral, you've gotta align it as it close to the center of it as you can as you close in on it and sort of scoop it up. And Oh my god. At first it was really intimidating, but it's pretty fun now as I'm going
0: along. Okay. Okay. I I, I think I, I I don't think you've sold me on the game, Kharum, but I am excited to hear that you're enjoying it.
1: It yeah, it's definitely it's not for everyone. It's definitely mm. the game I wish No Man's Sky was, but No Man's Sky isn't. Yeah. Just because, whilst they both don't have a big focus on the planet stuff, at least Elite Dangerous sort of commits to everything else. Whereas No Man's Sky was like,
0: ha ha, no. It does what it sets out to do, like on paper. Well, like
1: yeah, at- you don't
0: you don't see in any of the press releases already of the the back of the box saying you can explore multiple worlds and run around on them and stuff. It's like, well, that's not the point. It's flying through space and buddying up with your friends and choosing what kind of career that you want to have, I guess.
1: Yeah, like, you can go to spaceports and you can take on their jobs. You can choose between legal, illegal, all that sort of stuff. You can... you can, You've got a fair amount of choice. Like, there are upgrades you can buy to, like, uh, scan other ships to find out if they've got a bounty on them. You can get an upgrade that'll basically scan an enemy and, uh, like, trigger their cargo hatch to open and eject out their... Their cargo, so you can go scoop it up over them. There's there's some fun to be had there once you wrap your head around the system, which is a bit tricky and intimidating at the gate, but I'm enjoying it more and more.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. That's awesome. That sounds great. Plus, I just want to be a spaceman and fly around in my spaceship. Just fly around in your spaceship. I'm hoping that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is going to be like a happy medium. (laughs) Hopefully. It'll sit sit nicely in the middle there, and I'll be like, ah, there we go. That's the game I want. Fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully. But Uh, but, uh, that's good.
1: That's exciting. Yeah, that's about all I've been playing, honestly, besides Vat and Evil Within. So uh, why don't you let me know what you've been playing? Cool. Uh,
0: Yeah, well, I've been playing The Evil Within, obviously. Um, But uh, I played a couple other things this week. Uh, I picked up a game uh, called Kingdom New Lands. Uh, It's out for PC and now mobile as well. And I think it's coming to the Switch eventually. Um, I was gonna wait for the Switch version. Kind of glad I didn't because it definitely feels more like a suited to a mobile platform. Which I, I mean, I guess you could argue that the Switch is, but um, it was. It feels good to play on a phone, basically. Yeah, uh, it's sort of like a sixteen-bit style, like art style, very reminiscent of um uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. Oh, okay. That, that similar art style, that that sort of pixel work, basically. I love that um, game. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, it's a like a like a town builder, basically. <laughs> but it's all side scroller. So you, you you ride in on your horse. You, you're you're a king. Uh, you're a, a prince or a princess or a king or a queen, riding around on a horse, basically. Um, and you set up camp. You find like a little camp and you set it up. And you give it some money. Basically, this game involves you throwing money everything. So you collect. Uh, when you go out and start like exploring around different areas of the uh, of the world, so you go back like left or right, and you'll find people there that will be walking around with their hands out, so you'll throw money to them, they'll turn into a villager, they'll go back to your village, and then you can assign them a job there, basically. Man, so if
1: only was that easy in real life.
0: I know, right? Uh, so some of the different jobs you can build up are, you can have archers who can go and, uh, some of them hunt, or some of them, if you build, um, like, turrets or walls around your camp um they'll sort of man those which is important which i'll get to later um you can also like the basic ones are yeah builders and and archers eventually you can get ones that are like farmers so they can go and do some farming you also have like a um a trader that you can set you can give one coin and he'll go out and obviously sell some wares and come back um this is all told by our, like very very minimal interface um, you sort of just figure everything out and figure out what stuff does by throwing money at it, essentially. Um like I found like there was like a, a like a ship that was broken and I needed a lot of coins, so I chucked a whole bunch of coins at it and it's sort of half built. And then every now and then I can go back and throw a few more coins and it builds a little bit more of it. So I'm like, okay. Oh, and okay. I, I went right to the edge of the map at one point, um and there was like a like a, a pier and that's as far as I could go. So I was like, oh, okay, i starting to figure out what's going on here. Interesting. Um, so it's all like randomly generated as well. So when you, when you die um, or you get, yeah, I'll, basically what happens, so you're building up your, your camp. Um, so you build up walls, you build up all this stuff. You start trying to get a lot of money coming through, um, but it's on like a day night cycle. So when it hits nighttime, if you're outside the walls of your camp, um, or even if you're in them and you haven't got any walls, uh, it'll you'll, you'll, these little like creeps will start coming along and start trying to break down your walls. So your archers will start firing at them and trying to take them out. Um, if you're out there and they attack you, they knock your crown off. And it'll fly across the screen. And if you don't pick that crown back up again and one of the creeps picks it up, it's game over. Because they're king now. Exactly, basically. Um, and it says something like, you know, uh, a king without a crown is a king kingdom lost or something. Um, I can't remember the exact quote it says, but there's, it says some random quote, uh, and it's game over and you get a score and you start again. Um, I don't know how much like end game it has, if it has like some sort of end goal, um, which for me is a big thing. Like I, I I like to have something that I'm working towards. Um, so that can be a bit of a, like, I like the idea of a lot of endless runners on mobile, but I hate the fact that they're endless. Um, yeah That that word Puts me off Immediately Puts me on the back foot um, It has to be something Really special for me To get through Which this game Has a lot of charm to it um, It's interesting To try to figure out What things How, how things work And and what you're supposed to do um, But yeah Like I said before I went to one end Of the, the map And it was a It was a pier I went back the other way and went to the other end And it was a giant portal It was like a giant Purple portal And I was like Okay so that's where The monsters are coming from so it, you have boundaries that you've got to try and do. And you can build your your town out, basically. So you can build wall after wall after wall out. Um, and you can upgrade your camp as well. Um, and yeah, so like I said, it's still very early stages in the game. Um, I've only played it a little bit. Um, what I've played, I really like. Uh, I, I probably, it'll be one of those games where I'll be like, oh, I forgot I had that. I might boot that up again and just go for another run and try and see how I go. Um and it's all just it works well, like you know, dragging around. Uh, the one thing I don't like, probably if I had a criticism about it, um, your horse has like stamina. Basically, it doesn't have a stamina meter, but after a while, it'll it'll just get out of breath, oh, and you'll okay. just you'll just start walking not like normal speed.
1: Is there any way to tell if that's going to happen, or
0: I I think it starts breathing heavier.
1: So it's then it'll audio start...
0: reliant though. Uh, no, it's got like little puffs of. Oh, okay, all right. Like little That's lines, I bad, think. I guess. It's not too bad. I just wish it's it's really hard, like trying to like, um, pace yourself, I guess, when you're trying to run away from these creeps because they move really fast. Um, so I guess it's probably trying to stress that when it gets to started to get to nighttime, don't be out there, and go back to your camp and sort of wait. Um, and try and like build up your your fortress while you're there, and use your money that you found while you're out there. Because some of the archers, if they if they're not on a tower, they'll start hunting, and then if you walk by them, they'll drop a whole bunch of coins for you. Basically, same with the farmers; they'll start farming, so they'll drop a whole bunch of coins for you as well. Um, you'll also find chests out in the world as well, which will give you more money as well. Um, and then when that trader comes back at every day, it'll drop off a whole bunch of coins as well. So you, you're always getting money. It's not super hard to um, to, to gain currency, but, um, knowing what to spend it on, it's like, all right, should I build that third wall, or should I go and check a couple more logs onto that ship, or should I go and build this weird signpost over here, because um, there is a map, and what I've, when I, like, I found the map, basically, by, I found a signpost, and I threw money at that, and it gave me a map. And I was like, all right, cool. And I looked at the map, and there was a tiny little circle in the middle of it that I'd explored, and the, the rest of the map was like fog of war, basically. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this game's this game seems to be pretty big. Um, so I'm, I'm even just talking about it now, it's made me sort of go, I should go back and look at this game and play a little bit more of it. Um, so yeah, so I had a bit of fun with that. I think it'll run you. I, I got it on special for like $5. I think it's like 7 or $8 normally. Um, I don't know what it's running on on steam but um i'm pretty sure it's on steam uh but i've been steam summer sale still going so if you're interested in it i would would be very surprised if it's not on sale at the moment um so yeah go and check that one out. it's called kingdom new lands uh interesting little indie game that i played the art style is worth it for alone it's a very cool art style uh but i've also been playing speaking of steam sales i picked up a game that i played at pax last year that I played for quite a bit of time at PAX last year. You were there for a while. You were on Mm, that PC for a while. Yeah, it was about 15, 20 minutes I played this demo for. Um, It's a game called Desync. Um, Now, I'm going to actually find the developers because I want to give them a shout-out because I'm pretty sure they're Melbourne-based. And it's a really good game. So, Desync is by... uh, I thought I had it. Almost there. Anyway, it's uh it's a first person uh, first person shooter basically. Uh, it's very similar to strafe that I spoke about a few weeks ago. Um, whereas strafe the, the whole the whole shtick of strafe is the fact that it's a uh, like very self aware of the fact that it's a throwback shooter. This one sort of pushes it in the opposite direction. Um It is Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Where are you? Let's go to the bottom of the page by foregone foregone syndicate um and yeah it had I, I think it's had funding from film film victoria as well and it's been published by adult swim games um yeah so this is it's very tron-esque visuals uh sort of that neon chrome sort of uh looking art style lots of like neon colors and bright lights and and things like that and uh and a soundtrack karen even if you don't play this game, I, I highly encourage you. It's on Spotify. Volume one is on Spotify. Interesting. Look up, look up the D Sync um, soundtrack because it is fucking great. Um, it's that sort of like Outrun esque. I can't remember the genre. I think it's called Outrun music, but um, that sort of very like '80s synth wavy kind of throbbing music. That's made a comeback um, recently. I feel it has, and I'm I, I'm totally okay with it because I fucking love that shit. Um, but yeah, so basically there's different uh, levels that you go through. Um, it's almost got like um, this is what sold it for me. It's got like a, uh, like a system much like Bulletstorm, in terms of like getting creative with the way you're killing these enemies. Um, whereas like you might um, use the alternate fire on the pistol, which stuns them and then you might shoot them in the head and they'll go down, and you shoot them again, and that's like a mercy kill. And it pops up, and it tells you how... When you do it the first time, it tells you how how it worked. It was like, you did this, 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 and this, and then you got this. And you can review them later in, like, the hub world area. Um, there's, like, progression stuff as well, like, in terms of you pick up these shards that you can use to, like, upgrade the weapons that you have so that they do more damage, they... the fire rate on them, things like that. Um, you can also... Pick what weapons you want to start out with, um and things like that and what kind of upgrades you can do to them so they have different alternate fires. Uh I've only played a little bit of it, but it's I it, it, it's I don't know why, but it it, it enthralls me. Like I, I, I'll sit there and start playing it and I'll just be in the zone playing it. Um then I'll die, like, alright, cool, respawn. Okay, off we go again. I mean anyone who um, saw you playing it at PAX last year would know that it enthralls you. Yeah, like, I, it did. It just sucked me in. I, I don't know why. It's, it was just fascinating. Um, it's just a good combination of, like, great gameplay, a really interest, uh, interesting and, and um, vibrant art style. Uh, even on my laptop, it runs relatively well on my laptop. I had to tinker around with a few settings to get it to run okay. Um, but, and, and like, yeah, the soundtrack's amazing, and the gameplay's really fun. So it's just this sort of, like, combination of things that I like that work really well together um in this nice neat little package uh so I've been looking at it for a while I've been meaning to pick it up um did a whole bunch of research of whether or not it would actually run on my laptop uh and found out that it would it's um but yeah you should definitely check it out again because it's an Australian game Australian developer um and it's it's obviously got some sort of uh decent backing behind it, if Adult Swim are interested in it, and Film Victoria are putting some money behind it, or or, or are interested in being involved with it, um, but yeah, it's, it's not much else to say about it really, the levels are really interesting, like there's like, some parts with like, giant axes swinging, um, my only beef with it, it, doesn't have anything to do with the game, it has to do with the fact that my laptop that I'm playing it on, is not great, so, sometimes I'll get a little bit of stutter, and that can fuck you up basically, um, Oh, I forgot about the most important thing that makes this game really fun. Uh, the left shift button, uh left shift key, is a activates a dash move. So basically, you can use that to like avoid attacks or just sort of navigate around the the, the arena. Because um, like it's sort of like a whole bu- a series of arenas that are linked by corridors, and then you finish a level and you go back to the hub world and you start the next one. Um, and it tracks your score and and how well you've done and what time you did it in and, like, uh, uploads it to a leaderboard as well, because I'm pretty sure it's, like, a giant leaderboard of different things. Um, but the the dash reminded me uh, of, like, dodging in Bloodborne. The second time I'm bringing up Bloodborne again this week. Because um, there are some enemies that will, like, do these giant attacks, and so, like, you'll you'll be firing away at it, and it'll start to telegraph its attack, and you'll dash backwards out of its way and keep firing. Um, it's really fast-paced and frantic, and can cons- Comparing it to, to Strafe, uh, considering Strafe is going for that whole, like, um, throwback art style, it doesn't run like it should, especially on, like, on, on lower-end um, technology, on lower-end PCs. I thought that game would run a lot better than, say, something like Desync, but d seems to run relatively well, uh,
1: Well. well isn't impressive. Strafe, like, procedurally generated as well, though?
0: That's true, yeah. I guess that's probably what's going on going on for it. Um, whereas these are all very, like, like I crafted levels made by the developer. Um, that's actually a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yep. Disregard what I've been saying. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not to say I don't, I don't like Stra- Strafe, because I really do. I really like Strafe. It's just I wish I had a better PC to play it on. Um, and I probably would have played a lot more of that game. So I think... That And to a lesser extent, d I'll play a lot more when I have a better PC, which I'm hopefully going to be doing next year. So um, I'm glad I've got both of those games. I'm glad, like, d especially is just really good. But yeah, I reckon you should check out the soundtrack, Karen. I think you'd like it. I will check it out on Spotify after the show. You should do it. It's good. But that's about it for me. I, I just picked up a new game just before we started recording, but I'm not going to talk about it. Because I'm going to save that for next week. Yum. So... Dropping teasers. Spoiler alert, it's called Garner. Um Anyway, should we get into some news, Karen? We probably should. Yeah, we should. Let's do it. Alrighty, what have we got first? Okay, the big one. The big one that's going to take up the most time, I think. Very exciting news this week. Uh, in a In a move that probably didn't really surprise anyone, I guess, after the the success of the uh, the predecessor of it, uh, Nintendo announced this week that they are releasing a Super Nintendo Mini or a SNES Classic, as they call it. Um, and yeah, it, they just, a random tweet came out from Nintendo saying, hey guys, very similar to the uh, the, the NES Classic one as well. Um, but they were just like, hey, this is the thing we're doing. I just want to correct you on my name for a second there, Joel. Oh, okay. You didn't read its full name. Oh, sorry. I didn't.
1: Yes, its full name is the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Nintendo Classic Mini.
0: I'm afraid. Uh huh. Yep, and it does it does come with twenty plus one games. It does twenty plus one. Yeah, pre-installed. Which, which which makes sense. We'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, basically, it's like the NES Mini except with the Super Nintendo. So uh, obviously, for you and uh, for me especially, but uh, probably the both of us. Like, I have more of a fond attachment to. The SNES and I do the NES, um, just because I played it more. The Super um, Nintendo actually... is
1: the greatest console that I've
0: ever played. Oh, absolutely! It's it's one of the one of the greatest consoles of all time, hands down. Some of the greatest games ever made. Um, a little disappointed, Union Race is not on there, but anyway, we'll move on. That's fine. It's a
1: cult classic, Joel. Not a not as not as well, big a name as
0: most of the other games on this list. I'm still, afraid. Still a classic. Still a classic. And it, there, to be fair, there is some uh, games missing off this list as well. But speaking of the games, uh, shall we go through the list of them? Let's do it. Let's do it. So it comes with 20 plus one, or 21 if you talk normally, uh, games, including Contra 3, The Alien Wars, Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3, F Zero, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Cause, Fuck yeah, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, Mega Man X, Secret of Mana. Star Fox, Star Fox 2, Street Fighter Turbo, uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, Super Castlevania 4, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out, and Yoshi's Island. Or Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island, if you want to. <laughs> if they call by the full the, title. Yeah, the full title. Um, so... A few things about the list. Um, yeah, Joel,
1: you're right. Super Metroid is the greatest game
0: ever made. And it is, yeah. It's worth not... price of entry alone. Exactly, yeah, to play it on this little thing. Um, Star Fox 2. Star Fox 2 is a game that technically didn't exist until this thing.
1: Yeah, that's that's the weirdest thing about Star Fox 2. Because, I mean, Star Fox 2 was a game that was in development mm-hmm. for the Super Nintendo. Yep. Uh... And Nintendo just decided to not release it, presumably because it was coming out so close to the 64, and they we were like, uh, Star Fox 2, Star Fox 64, let's just focus on, you know, Star Fox 64, let's just do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's, I mean, I guess, you know, do what you gotta do, but, yeah, like the game was pretty much, yeah, like like you said, fully finished, essentially, so, so finished, the point the where...
1: fact that like if you if you were looking in, in certain places you can find incomplete versions of the game's ROM file to play on mm-hmm. emulators if you so choose.
0: Yeah, but I mean now you don't have to. Uh they're including it, they've finished the game, essentially Nintendo went back and finished the game and was, are releasing uh, it. It was
1: already finished, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think they yeah, made it official. Basically
1: like Nintendo told them to finish it anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, it's coming out for for the Super Nintendo SNES Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Super fun, happy time edition. Um, yeah, so to access it, though, is interesting as well. You have to beat the first level of Star Fox. Um yeah, it's pretty easy. Once you've beaten that, yep, that's, I mean, that's fair enough. Um, once you've beaten that, you can play Star Fox 2. So, that's kind of cool that we have... Uh, quote-unquote new game to play for the Super Nintendo.
1: Well, yeah, it's a Star Fox game that sort of actually sort of moves the story forward as well. Like, we've we've had so many retellings of the original, like, Star Star Fox versus Andross conflict.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's just have something a bit
1: different, shall we? Let's just, you know, like, Star Fox Zero, can that just be the end of that story? I don't want to see that anymore.
0: Yeah, well, technically, then you'd say that Star Fox is the end of that story. <laughs> well, it, it is. Like, should that can, <laughs> it's like the same was,
1: thing? I'm thinking of like most recent Star Fox games, and that one's just like, oh, hey, yeah. look, it's 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 Fox versus Andross. Uh. What? <laughs> and then, granted, um, this one here is also Fox versus Andross, so let's not painted up to be completely new. No, but okay, there right. are like new characters and all that sort of stuff, and it had a lot of new gameplay things. In fact, the Chicken Walker
0: that was in Star Fox Zero is from right. Star Fox 2. I remember, I remember hearing about that when they were sort of hyping up Star Fox Zero. Um, so this list is pretty pretty impressive, though. Um, I remember we talked about a year ago, we, we talked about the games that we would like to see and what we think would be on an SNES Mini. Um, quite a few are on there, to be fair. A couple are not, though. Most, most noticeably, uh, Chrono Trigger. I feel like that's a big omission. It's uh, a real big emission, I think. At the I same time,
1: that's... we don't know how much Nintendo was paying for this, like, for licensing this stuff. and That's true. They got Final Fantasy 3, which, for those who actually follow Final Fantasy, is Final Fantasy 6. Right, yes. Arguably, if not, like the best Final Fantasy, at least, like, equal best with the greats. Like, it is the best 2D Final Fantasy, I think it's
0: fair to say, at least. I'm very excited to play this because I keep hearing that and, I mean, I... Having said that, I have not played a Final Fantasy game through to completion. So, um, 7 was the closest I got, which was, I got to... You were fighting
1: the weapons in that, so you were getting pretty close.
0: Yeah, I was getting close, but I, I got to the point where I think I was playing something else and then I'd already had the ending spoiled. I sort of knew what happened so i was like ah, i'll come back to it and i never did um i was playing the pc port of it actually um but yeah i'm excited to, to play six at least some of it and i, I just want to see what this opera scene's like. Cause scene is like because i hear that's amazing and i'm i'm excited to see that the opera that's scene the thing is I play.
1: ridiculously ahead of its time
0: yeah and that's what i hear and that's why i want to play it because i want to see it what it is and uh I've not looked anything up about it or anything like that. I know nothing of the story of of Final Fantasy three slash six. So, um, but but yeah,
1: as much as I miss, I, I would like it does hurt not having Chrono Trigger Tr- Chrono Trigger here. Mm. But I don't know. It does have Earthbound, Final Fantasy three. It has Secret of Mana. It has Super Mario RPG. That's the RPG like, angle. I think is pretty well covered. I know. Oh yeah, Chrono Trigger is like. If not, like if not one of the best
0: Super Nintendo games, like the best in some people's eyes, it's one of the best JRPGs. Really, like it is it's, it absolutely on is. everyone's list. It's it, rightly so. Again, you want to talk about things that are ahead of its time. That game is super ahead of its time,
1: considering all the um, endings you can do and
0: all the clever use like of new time game travel plus stuff. Yeah, like it's and all the all the telegraphing of things that are going to happen eventually. Yeah, it's very well done. Such a such an impressive game, um, but I think that aside i think this is still an impressive little package i mean i've pre-ordered one i don't think you have as well i i was in picking up elite
1: dangerous as this, <laughs> like like it was 20 minutes after this announcement was made yeah and i guess they must remember me at, at vb games because i got my switch from there and i typically if there's a good you know nintendo collector's edition i go there for it they're like hey did you did you hear about the super nintendo classic and i was just like I'll take one, please.
0: Yes. Yes,
1: please. Thank you. Can't. Like, um, you just. Like, at this point, you cannot not pre order this if you want it because Vanessa Mini taught us all a very important lesson. Well, that's it. This thing's going to sell out. Nintendo's saying there'll be more, but. Yeah. How much more is more going to really be,
0: though? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I think. I think this is a, another. St- obviously, it was going to happen at some point. Do you. I'm just gonna throw a wild card question in here. Do you think this is the reason why we're getting a delay on the on the virtual console for the Switch? So I've because I they knew they were gonna put this into to production.
1: It's possible. I mean there are other potential things for the virtual console as well. Yeah, if of you course. Can, yeah. If you consider the fact that going forward, it sounds like we'll have, you know, the Nintendo sort of account thing wherein mm-hmm. purchases will be forever. Nintendo might be really working to sort of future proof their emulation as well and honestly from what the rumors suggested i'm pretty sure the guys who made the nes mini and i guess also this were being tapped for that job right which so, is a good
0: thing because i hear that's one of the the best things about the nes mini is the fact that those games have never looked as good as they do
1: yeah like it seems like the perfect emulation It's like as much as i love the virtual console on wii u mm. a lot of those games don't look great blown up under the oh God, no tv god no in that format it's, so and yeah, it sounds it's, like it's, these guys have nailed it
0: yeah which is awesome um so yeah i mean obviously i I put it as well um the other interesting thing about it is too it comes with two controllers yeah despite having less multiplayer
1: stuff than the nes did
0: exactly uh well obviously too they've obviously a, um, accommodated for the second controller in the price as well because the NES Mini was $100, this one's 120 which is what you would have paid if you'd bought the NES Mini yeah, but a controller. I guess, like flip side, if you wanted to be
1: critical, it's like, uh, it's 120 Australian dollars, short includes a second controller, but the NES Mini was $99 and had 30 games. True, but very true. the counter-counter to that point is, <laughs> go ahead and add up all the time you spent on your NES Mini, and compare that alone to... Those RPGs, like it's, absolutely, it's no like the time on this, like on
0: these games, Poor. Oh. and the fact that these is like a lot of these games have like you know the ability to save and have like save files and things as well. You're going to be coming back again and again for these games. Like I'm already looking. There's a list of games on here that I should have played and have not. Um, there's also a list of games on here that I loved and will probably play again. I'm looking at you, e Super Mario Kart, um, but. Yeah, like things like Secret of Mana I never played. Mega Man X I never played. Mega Man X um, is a true classic. Yeah, and that's what I'm excited to play. Again, it'll be... And Super Castlevania 4. Um, so that'll be my first Castlevania game I've ever played and my first ever Mega Man game I've ever played.
1: Amazing. Um, Two very good games to jump in on.
0: Well, that's that's what I'm excited for. I'm, even, I'm sort of playing the ones that are the, the, the well-regarded, I guess. Even if you're doing it once the franchises, are basically dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I sort of missed the boat on those things, but... I mean, they're, they're games that I probably should have played. I just never had the opportunity or chance to play. Um, and let's be honest here. Last year, I hit up eBay
1: and paid probably about $160, $170 for a copy of Super Metroid in a box. Yeah. 120 bucks gets you a Super Metroid machine with a bunch of extra stuff. It's yeah.
0: It's easy to take with you. Plug into your friend's TV. Plug into your TV. Absolutely. I mean, because it's all HDMI, so you just have to take you just have to take the controllers and the power cable yep. as well. And that's that's pretty much it, that's, and you're all good to go. It's bam, done.
1: So, yeah, You've got yourself a Super so Metroid tiny.
0: experience right there. It's so tiny. Um,
1: Interestingly yeah, I, enough, I, I, um, the Super Nintendo controllers do connect via the Wii Remote connectors as well. Ah, oh, okay. So presumably. You'll be able to go back and use them on your virtual console games
0: on the Wii and Wii U, I guess? I don't know. I think that was the case for the The NES ones. The NES ones. I'm yeah. pretty sure you could use them on the on the those virtual console games
1: as well. Uh I'm pretty sure I was reading that the cables are also longer for the controllers, yes. thank Christ.
0: So I'm pretty sure that the NES ones were two feet and these ones are about five and a half feet from memory. Like off the top of my head. Look, longer They're is good. about five feet. Yeah, they're only about 5 feet. They're still not going to be super long, but I feel like they're going to be about the length they were on the uh, SNES originally. So I'm just trying to see if i got my controllers over there, but I can't see them. So Yeah, mine are too far um, away. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they're somewhere over there. Um, yeah, so I, I'm actually, of the games in here, that probably the, the game that I'm probably most excited for that no one else is excited for, because I'm, I'm excited to play these games that are like classics that I've never played, the game that resonates to me is probably Kirby's Dream Course. I just have some sort of weird attachment to that game. Um, I don't know why, I just really enjoy it. It's like mini-golf with Kirby, but like versus, and I don't know. It's weird, and I love it. So I'm excited to play that again. All right. Um, yeah, look, the whole lot, I'm happy
1: with this list, even though it's only 21 games. Mm. Like, it's a solid list of 21 games. Oh, and- Absolutely. You know, people didn't take too long to figure out how to add more games to the NES minis, so
0: give, Very it, a matter true. Of, give it time. Give it time. Very true. Very true. Um, Donkey Kong Country is an interesting one, just looking at that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I chose the first. I would personally prefer the second one, but...
0: Yeah, uh, uh, in terms of, like, preference, yeah. Um, just so, the more the fact that, like... Who has the right to that, then? I mean, it's Nintendo, for sure. It's Nintendo have it? Oh, obviously, because they've done the fucking other ones. Unless That's...
1: you ask Microsoft.
0: <laughs> yeah, well... When they were like, oh, mm-hmm.
1: wow, we bought Rare, does that mean we get Donkey Kong? No, Nintendo no. owns Donkey Kong. Oh, Fuck
0: no. God. God. <laughs> um, that was a dumb question for me to ask. I don't know, what did I ask that? Um, uh,
1: oh, because like it's been on. There was honestly virtual. It's not that dumb because there were questions. Because I think at one point they were taken off of the virtual console on the Wii. I right. Think. Okay. Uh, but they they went up on the Wii U's ones. So I think the rights are all good. Even Donkey Kong sixty four is on the Wii Virtual Console.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's true. But I mean, uh, if you wanted one, too bad because they're pretty much all sold out. Um, yeah. At I this mean. Stage, to be-
1: JB and EB have, uh, as for like on the day, if you're willing to maybe fight some people, oh God. BW W and Target might be okay. Oh like, God, I don't even want to
0: think about that. No, no I don't want to way. think about it either. I, was like, I literally didn't even leave my house to pre-order it. I put my $30 deposit down online because I found out you could do it online. And I was even
1: like, r- more ridiculous to at JB was like a $1 deposit. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. that was You I, couldn't do that online. Cause I tried. Yeah, no, no, you couldn't um, yeah. install, but...
1: I do want to actually take this chance to be like, and I don't want to praise them too much, because they are mostly a company f- out for your money, but mm-hmm. I'm so glad EB Games was limiting one to cu- one per customer. Absolutely, yeah. Because already in the UK, since pre orders went live there, stuff's been getting ridiculous.
0: Yep, yep. It's, it's been getting nuts. Like uh, there was some, I think game went from having like a 10 pound deposit up to 50 pounds you had to pay. Yeah. Um, there's another place that's offering them still. You could pre-order them there, but you've got to pay for the whole thing now, which is not, that's not super unheard of. No. Um, It does. It does also stop people just going, oh, I'll pre-order here just in case. Exactly. Yeah. Like like, three pre-orders. It's like, no, I'm going to go here. I'm going to get my order. It's, that's where I'm going. So um, but yeah, I'm excited for this. Like, I'm very excited. I don't think the pre-orders are even live in America yet. No, I think they are. I think they're all sold out as well. Are they? I don't know. I yeah. feel like I maybe maybe it's gone live in the last couple of days. Um, I think I was watching the kind of funny, kind of funny games daily. Um, was talking about it, and they said a couple of days ago, and they were like, "Yeah, it's already sold out." They were trying to they were trying to them on. They're just like out of, like, curiosity. They weren't trying to get them for themselves or anything. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe they were talking about the Switch. It's one of those, anyway. But <laughs> one of the Nintendo consoles that are impossible to get in America. So, um, but yeah. Apart from Super Metroid, any other super standouts for you there, Kyron?
1: Uh All the RPGs, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: And F-Zero. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, F-Zero would be fun to play again to play that again. Uh, I'd be excited to play Earthbound again, but I just finished it like a year ago, so I'm not ready to go back to that again. As much it's as a, I it, loved it,
1: it's a it's a time sink right there. That's exactly,
0: and being able to play that on my 3DS that was really good. It was a, it was a perfect 3DS game. It is worth mentioning
1: that the Japanese version, uh, yes, the Super Famicom Mini, mm-hmm. has a slight variation to a few things. Uh, it doesn't get Earthbound, Super Castlevania 4, Super Punch-Out, or Kirby's Dream Course, but it does get The Legend of a Mystical Ninja, Super Soccer, Fire Emblem, Mystery of the Emblem, and Panel de Pon. So, a little, there's a couple little differences there, if that's your thing. The important thing, Joel, is the Super Nintendo Mini is the superior version, and we didn't get stuck. With the American's Super
0: oh Nintendo. Oh, God, no. Looks fuck like, that. I hate that thing so much. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so boring to look at. Can't stand it. It's so boring, and it's all square, and I hate it, and it's just garbage. Throw Absolutely. It in the bin. Throw it in the bin. In the bin. PAL version and Famicom versions for for life. Give me those colored buttons. Fuck yeah. They look so much better. And the roundness of like the cartridges and the... You know, the and the console factor here, but the console, yeah, like it looks so much better. So much better. It looks less like fucking cheap <laughs> in my eyes anyway. Um cool. Well there's not much else really about the uh the SNES Mini that I can think of, to no. be honest. No, I don't think I, there is really. No, I think we're um well I, I was like I said, we we're both pre order ones, so <laughs> Yeah. Nintendo we're excited for it. They were always going to get my money, like... Oh, God, yeah. And especially after last year when I missed out on NES, I was like... Because the the reason I wanted an NES Mini is because that's the only Nintendo home console that I don't own still. I have one of everything, like, the original of everything else. So why I haven't traded in my Wii U? And I'm not going to, because it's, it's it's a collector now. It's, it, it's going on display. When I've got room to display them, that's where it's going to be. Like... <laughs>
1: Never um, do this again, Nintendo. The Wii U. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't fucking do that. Yeah, it's gonna be in the corner, wearing a dancer's cap. Um, cool. righty. On to our next story. Like we said, it was a bit bit of a quiet week this week. That was probably the biggest news, really, that came out this week. But just a minor little touch in on uh, one of our one of our uh, old reliable games, Overwatch. Um, people, surprise, surprise, have been looking through, um, uh, some of the, uh, what is it? The, it was a crash, the log. crash log for the, uh, for the PTR at the moment for an upcoming patch, which mentioned things like the summer games and Doomfist. Doomfist, so, Joel. Doomfist. Do you think we're going to see Doomfist in the next update?
1: Oh, oh God, I don't know anymore. Because I don't know.
0: We're well and truly due for another short. Like we are overdue for another short. Um So I mean they release a short, the Doomfist is in it, and then two weeks later it goes live on the PTR. He's there. Um in some way, shape, or form. He might not be playable yet, but he'll be there, I think. Maybe. It's the right time for it. We've just had big, happy, fun times. Everyone's a loving family with Overwatch. Happy one-year anniversary. It's all sunshine and roses. We need a little bit of darkness back. Uh, Do we? Just a little bit. You know, like, the the world needs heroes for a reason, Kyron, and we've sort of... At the moment, it's just just for funsies. We're just shooting
1: shooting each other for fun.
0: Exactly. It just is minor fun. Like not to d- downplay a competitive player or anything like that, but Because um, <laughs> that's stressful. It is stressful. Yeah, well absolutely. We had a we had a pretty good run last night though. Somehow. Um, yeah, I know. It's about time. We've had some fucking garbage nights. Um But yeah, look, I think it's I think it's time that we see Doomfist at least. So I mean if it's in the crash log, it could be related to the fact that they might be putting it back in the um, the Numbani payload, maybe
1: like, it would seem it would seem weird to do that now, but I guess like it also seems weird. But it's been damaged for so long, and everyone's just okay with it.
0: Yeah, it's like I, I often forget, and then I would sort of remember every now and then. I'm like, why is that? Oh, that's right. Yeah, someone's taken Doomfist. We still haven't got resolution on that. So, no. I I feel like that's what's going to be the next. Short. It's going to be related to that somehow. And we'll see, because like I mean, they haven't done. There hasn't been another comic since um, uprising, has there? I don't think.
1: I don't know. Like it's been a while. Um, I'm trying to think. When did I'm trying to think back to the hero release schedule. In fact, when did we get Anna? Was she in? When did she come out? She was for
0: four summer games.
1: Because people are trying to figure out if this will be like a, a look into the sort of release schedule we can expect. Right, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to quickly I mean, look her up on on uh, the wiki. Because, yeah, people are now we've hit the one year part of, the, of Overwatch's lifespan. Yep. People are already going, all right, let's start figuring it out how this is going to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's figure out how this is going to go. I think, like, yeah, like in terms of their release schedule as well. And for me personally, I'm trying to figure out where they're going to go narratively like i mean we've talked multiple times about where we think they're going to go or what we'd like to see or what we think they might do uh in terms of like maybe killing characters or um having them maybe defect or having these new characters come in to cause uh, a bit of a shake-up and i feel like well, I mean, doomfist is perfect for that do you think we'll see Terry Crews? or hear Terry Crews? Oh man,
1: I want Terry Crews so badly.
0: Hey, look, he's he's a, he's into into the games now. He built his own PC, which did uh, you've heard that story about him? About which one? why about he why he built his PC cuz he didn't know anything about video games? No. So basically there's a story, there was an interview with him. He, apparently, the reason he built a PC and of playing video games, it was a way to connect with his son cuz he was uh, playing video games a lot. Uh, and so he built his own PC. And started playing video games with him, so he had something, like, he had another thing to talk about and connect with with his son. I'm like, fuck yeah, Terry Crews, you are yeah, he's, awesome. He's a cool dude. He's alone. such an awesome guy. Like, such an awesome guy. So, I I I, really ho- I'd love to see him as Doomfist. Yeah, definitely.
1: I had a Google, mm-hmm. and Arna came out July 19th. So. July 19th, Okay. And I think this Summer Games kicked off August 2nd, is what August I was reading.
0: August 2nd, you. yeah. So, so,
1: like, hey, if it lines up again, we could be getting a look at what could be a schedule. But who knows? Who knows at this point? Well, yeah. At oh, this man. point, the Overwatch community doesn't take much to get whipped into a frenzy. For example, uh, the Diva's voice actor... Oh, a lot of, like, her name escapes me. I follow her on Twitter. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, Charlotte Shung? Char- mm-hmm. She posted, <laughs> this is a few weeks ago on like June 20. She posted a very simple tweet, which just said, Friday reveal sneak peeks all week. And it's a picture of her at Overwatch HQ. Oh. Twitter just caught fire, basically. This guy, like, oh, it's Diva Shore, something. And she was like, no, 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 no. no. It's nothing not stuff about, oh God, oh God, what have I done?
0: What have I done? <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that to us. Cause like, that's the thing. Like for a game that doesn't have a dedicated story mode, everyone like everyone wants to know more about these these characters in this world because they're guess,
1: Im- immediately like you just can you'd likable or at least absolutely. engaging
0: you like this is a cool interesting character yeah, they look whether, good whether you like them or hate them you've still got a connection to them in some way shape or form and you'll see I that's, I, I love going to conventions I mean at least I used to love going to conventions regardless but going to conventions now is so much fun because there is so much Overwatch cosplay and it is so awesome to see and I get genuinely excited. I get, like, excited butterflies when I see a new, uh, like, Overwatch cosplayer walking around. I'm like, oh, there's a me. Oh, my God, there's a Gen? Oh, my God, there's a tracer. Like, I get irrationally excited about this thing. It's I, I can't believe how fucking sucked into this game I have been. That we all have been. Fucking Blizzard. Damn you, Blizzard. Yeah, fucking Blizzard. <laughs> you crafty bastards. Um. So, yeah, I hope. I think we're 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 due for a shake up. I think it's been long enough. He's been teased long enough. Maybe.
1: Don't forget that Blizzard have also set themselves up in a position where they could just completely flip us out like they did with Orisa. How we all thought it's like it's time for Doomfist and they're like, nah, Arisa. Yeah. Because 'Cause don't forget there was still that all that uh the digging that people were doing on the horizon map that turned up the Hammond name as well right missing right. from right along with winston see so... this, is,
0: this is the thing so i believe that doom fist is the fist and not the person who wears it because it's pretty evident in Numbani in the posters that are everywhere that those there's three different people and i had a very long argument over party chat <laughs> with mr broderick gordes friend of the show about this and he was adamant that it wasn't uh, that it was that it was the same person. And, and eventually he's um, accept, uh, accepted defeat because he realized it wasn't. Because there are three different people that were wearing it and they have different names. And there's a fourth one that's grayed out, isn't there, I think? in I think the second oh, spawn point. It's
1: been a while since I actually paid attention.
0: Mm, yeah. So I think there's like a, a fourth one that's like in silhouette, basically. Um, so you think Hammond could be Doomfist? Maybe. 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 I think Doomfist isn't necessarily a person it's the fist itself
1: i do still think the character will be called doomfist though
0: i think so as well i think that, that the name like you know attach attachment rate to it uh makes sense to have it that way um but the yeah fist
1: mystery continues is amazing yeah
0: yeah at least it's not a, at least it's not an ARG this time car oh, i love sombra but god damn it yeah yeah Sombra's it was like it, one of my
1: favorite characters but that it oh, was oh,
0: worth the wait but just getting there was a little rough um oh. <laughs> But I'm sure you'll hear us explode in an episode in coming weeks when we find out more about that, because we will, because that's what we do, and we haven't talked about Persona Five for a while because we haven't had to. So we need something more to get excited about. <laughs> um, <laughs> until Super Mario Odyssey comes out, then you'll hear us. Whoa, whoa, Joel. No, I'm just saying in terms Joel. of like our hype levels. Joel. Well, okay, sorry. I forgot how close that was. It's okay. Kyron will be very excited for Metro Samus Returns. Only me? I'm I'm excited as well, but I am nowhere near as like, I would never try and take (laughs) like that crown from you whatsoever. Like I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited to play. I'm excited to play uh, Metro Samus Returns. But like, I know that's, that's your jam. That's your thing, man. That's yours. Oh, Love man, Metroid. Going... Oh, That's your thing. Oh, I just I just
1: couldn't let it be sit like sit like just left there saying that Mario Odyssey was the next thing we we're
0: excited about. <laughs> no, you no, you're right. Oh, Alright, right. hang on a second. You're Let's right.
1: just wind that back a bit. No, no,
0: no, you're right. You're right. That was that was my bad. I'll take that. I'll take that one. <laughs> um Speaking of uh people's bads, um <laughs> Oh, this is this but, one's funny. This is look, I must admit I was excited, I was interested in this when it got announced, but Last week, randomly, Sega released a trailer um, for a, th- a service, a service, I guess uh, called like, uh, maybe. called Sega Forever, um, which basically promised to bring like all, uh, as many Sega games as they could from all different consoles to mobile devices for free, with no purchase, required no in-app purchase, nothing. You just download the game and play it. Sounds great, doesn't it? And it launched with things like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Comic Zone, Fantasy Star Two, Kid Chameleon, and Altered Beast. Um, but apparently the news isn't great. Apparently yeah. the, the emulation on the uh, on said games is pretty garbage.
1: Yeah, no one. I don't think there's like been a dedicated thing pinned down about it. But uh, apparently the emulator runs on Unity, from from, from what Digital Foundry and some others are claiming. Yeah. And they think that's the reason why the emulation is so bad.
0: Right. Now, see, Unity seems to be a pretty robust engine. But, I mean, is it robust? Obviously not robust enough to handle running these games on modern software, on modern hardware. it,
1: it could be a different situation since games built on Unity are built for Unity. Yeah, that's true. Whereas this is this is emulation. Uh, apparently they like again, Digital Foundry and others claim that a different emulator called RetroTech would have worked much better. Uh, RetroArch, I should say. Uh right. Retro Arch's Liberto, like the developer's Liberto, they came forward and apparently Sega approached them. But the company demanded that they relicense their program to something that would strip us of all our rights. So well, Okay.
0: Alright. Yeah. I Sega um, Sega doesn't seem to have learnt from the past. These are the guys that launched a fucking like that Shadow dropped a fucking console. Like I,
1: I can see what they're going for. Like the idea of getting all these classic Sega games yeah. for free on mobile is a cool idea, but maybe it sounds like they just tried too hard to get them out the door.
0: Yeah, maybe they just need to sort of take a step back. Maybe for the second release, they'll hopefully maybe work some shit out. Because I tell you what, I'd love to play fucking, like, OG Crazy Taxi and not the shitty... Well, I say the shitty mobile port. But I guess, like, if it was running on a decent emulator, like, I'd love to be able to play Crazy Taxi again and things like that. Um, But, I mean, look... You can't really complain. It's not like we can't run storming without, like, you know, torches and pitchforks going, whoa, Sega! Because they gave them to us for free. Like, you, there's no barrier of entry. So... I guess... I guess the other can to
1: that is, are we okay with Sega just, like... Granted, yeah, it is for free, but this is sort of how Sega's, Sega's treating their classic library. Like, it's like, here you go. Yeah. Meh. Uh, Sonic the uh, Hedgehog, uh, meh.
0: Like say what we will about Nintendo and the fact that we've bought Super Mario World or Super Metroid like four times now, and, and we'll continue to do so. Um, I don't know. Would you? Would you? Would you be willing to do that though with Altered Beast? No, <laughs> no, because <laughs> it's pretty garbage.
1: It's, un- it's, it's un- I guess it's unfair for me to answer that because there's an extra barrier of entry that's just being cut off here by going mobile. I'm not ever. Ever playing a game like that, or Sonic, or anything that needs a D pad on a touchscreen. It's just See, not look, happening.
0: That's the thing. Like they are, I th- I'm pretty sure they're all able to be played with MFI controllers. You, yeah, that's which just is
1: fiddly though, and I don't want that. Yeah,
0: I've look. I've o- often looked at. I can't get them now. I don't. Think, I think my phone is too big now because I got the Seven Plus. But oh, my phone's I, too big now. Oh shut the fuck up. Go <laughs> 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 fuck yourself. Um... No, I, I remember back when I had like my iPhone five and stuff with the smaller phones. I was looking at like the cases that had like the click out sides that had the control, like the MFA controller on the actual case. Um looked at them multiple times, um, but I've just never got around to it because then I was like, no, I don't need that. That's if I found one, like if I was walking through a store and I saw one for a cheap price, like in a in a bin somewhere, I'd be like, all right, cool bad somewhere not not a, not a literal bin like in a a container somewhere, i would be like, all right, that's interesting, or on a shelf, that's probably a better way to put it um but yeah, it's interesting i oh, they just don't seem to give a shit
1: I mean really? it's especially funny when you consider that they're doing this, they're putting out all these classic games for free on mobile, uh and then later this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in September, they are releasing a Sega Mega Drive flashback, which is again, yeah. it's sort of like Super Super Nintendo Mini, except Sega's done a few
0: of these things now. If I think it, I I don't know if Sega has done a few of these. No, no, things, but I, someone have. have done them with Sega's games. Yeah,
1: I mean, Sega could have said
0: no to them. No That's doubt. true, I guess. Yeah. Uh,
1: so and I, I that'll cost one hundred and forty nine dollars. But it'll include 120 games. Oh, that's yeah. the Atari one,
0: actually. What is this the The Atari one one's with? 100, yeah. Oh, the Atari Sega one's... is
1: 85, which is still a lot. That's
0: still pretty good. Um. But yeah, that, 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 that's the other thing to, to, we should say as well, that yeah, Atari is releasing their own throwback hmm. console. Was that the announcement that they were trying to hype I guess, up?
1: I guess it was. In September, Joel, we will be in, entering the micro-console war. The micro console war. Oh my god! We're going back: Nintendo versus Atari versus Sega.
0: And Atari's is the most expensive, and like it does have a lot of games on there. But it's also an Atari. It's an Atari. Do I want to pay a hundred and fifty dollars for a fucking Atari? Like that, those games, oh. those games you could play them on a on a a big TV, and they wouldn't suffer. Really. So-
1: Atari games, look, they laid the groundwork for what we have today. But yeah, that's a, it's a lot to ask
0: for. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to dis- display them, but oh, this fucking sucks. Look at the, look at the graphics and shit. Like, no, they like, they are important. B- without Pitfall, we wouldn't have most of the mobile games that we have these days. Like, it's the same basic premise, really, or any of the platformers. But
1: I say yeah, any any of the action platformers at all. Yeah,
0: yeah, like it's, um. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Do you think Atari's gonna crash the the <laughs> micro console market? That, that will crash the micro
1: console market. We'll never see another micro console.
0: <laughs> it's funny because we probably won't. Like,
1: we no, I, I won't. mean, Sega might do more, but I, I honestly don't see Nintendo doing any more, Especially no. not like sixty four just isn't happening for sure. God no, it's God not no. happening.
0: And there's no need to because obviously, like, this is all. A good thing, though, because it's all alluding to the fact that maybe this virtual console is going to be everything, like hopefully, or most things anyway. Fingers like, crossed. Ideally, uh, ideally, up at, at least up into the GameCube, that'd be great. That'd be perfect. Um, but yeah, well, Sega keep plugging away. Yeah, if you're
1: interested, there's a particularly uh, not really bad interview, but there's an interview by Eurogamer. With uh, Sega's, where is it? Mike Evans, who, and they sort of discuss back and forth with what what's going on with Sega Forever and how it's launched and how people are reacting and it's it's interesting.
0: It's worth a read, I'd say. Yeah, um, I might have to look at that. Um, it's yeah, it. I don't know. Sega, I, which it, it's interesting as well because that in some people's eyes they've started to do some good because especially with the Sonic franchise like absolutely Sonic mania apparently is everyone's raving about and even Sonic forces people are saying is quite good from what they played at E3 like a lot of the reports are saying yeah it's worth a look plus even if it's not
1: you still get to make your own
0: Sonic OC so like exactly. so that. exactly so they're they're sort of ticking those boxes there with with Sonic but yeah I don't know I don't know I'm interested to see how this whole thing plays out in the, yeah, in the coming months. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be keeping what, my eye on it. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully we'll report back again. Because, I mean, like like I said, I play a lot of mobile games. So, if I could play some of these mobile, like the old classic games that I, I might not have played on my mobile. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, Cool. Alrighty. On to some questions. So, this week we have a lovely question. Again, from... Wonderful, wonderful friend of the show Mr. Sean Kirkpatrick Who you can find on Instagram At Boy um, Where he's drawing a lot of love, lovely, lovely stuff And he's designed all our graphic design work That we've had on our page um, Even drew a lovely photo of us uh, Which I love I finally went back Did you back, say drew a um,
1: lovely photo of us?
0: You know what I mean <laughs> Drew a lovely picture of us It's <laughs> fine Everything's it is fine, fine Everything's, fine. Everything's
1: wrong here. It's all
0: good. <laughs> um, but Sean asks us this week, what's your favourite twist that has ever happened during a video game? If this question has already been asked, what has been your least favourite twist? Uh, I replied to him saying that we I don't think we have had that question before, and he said, good, you can answer both of them. So we will. Uh, should we start off with our the best, like, favourite twist? Yeah, I reckon cool. we pick a couple of favourites. Cool. Cool. Um, For me, Spec Ops the Line, just because I fucking love that game. Um, We're going to preface this as well. Obviously, a lot of spoilers in this section. Um, I think
1: exclusively spoilers.
0: Exclusively spoilers. Yeah. If you think it's if it's a game that we start talking about that you think you might want to play, maybe skip ahead a little bit. Um, To borrow from uh, from the Hunting Seasons podcast, this is your final warning. You have been warned. Consider yourself warned. Cool, so yeah, we spec up the line, Uh, the part where you figure out that, oh shit, everything, I, this is not good. I, what I'm doing here is not good. I am not a good person. I'm slowly becoming more and more twisted as the game progresses. Um, And like the fact that that's portrayed through like Nolan North's voice acting, through his physical, like the character's physical appearance. Um, But there's one particular part where it's like, I don't want to do this where it involves like basically bombing a city full of civilians, like a, like a shanty town full of civilians. Um, for the, you know, for, for the greater good, which is not so good. Um, so that's my favorite. I I think it's, I say favorite, but it's my, the most interesting one I think that got me emotionally. uh, I think it's also good just because of
1: whenever you think of, when you see that game, when you first see that game being played, you're like, "Oh boy, here we yeah. go!" Third person cover shooter. It looks but, so oh,
0: forgettable, but it's over totally the layers. Not. Yeah, it's it's so it's absolutely not like that game. I I mean I obviously overlooked it for so long until your housemate Brendan literally bought it for me on Steam and said, "You need to play this game," and I yeah. I did in like a week, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is so good!" Because here's the thing: it to look at. It's nothing special.
1: No. It's kind of ordinary. The mechanics aren't super polished or anything, but just or what very it does... Or original. It's, yeah. What it does is good.
0: It, and yeah, that twist this, is special. The, the story it has to tell is interesting. Very interesting. Um, I, it was one of those games where I finished it and I sort of sat back and just went, oh my God. Wow. Like, yeah. It sort of broke me down a little bit, but... That's probably one of the ones off the top of my head, I would say, is my favourite. What about you, Karen?
1: Uh So, yeah, there's look, there's several out there I could, you know, pluck out and pick from. But mm-hmm. The one I'm going to go with is, again, thank God I did the spoiler warning, because I'd feel bad now, because yeah. it's being remade now. So, yes. if you hear the name of this game and don't want to know what happens, definitely skip forward. Yes. Uh, it's t- uh, it's uh, Team Ico's Shadow of the Colossus, mm, which is... yeah. It's already a pretty incredible game. Just fighting those Colossi is amazing and just, oh, starting to look at, yep. learning how to take each of them on as an engaging experience. You you do sort of feel bad the whole way through because you're like, oh, these are just kind of big things. Big dumb things business. wandering around, yeah. I mean, I start climbing over them, stabbing their weak points, like, yep. oh, a bit a bit of an asshole. Yep. when you get to the end, Joel. Mm-hmm. And you're like, because, okay, so I probably should preface this a bit, that you've undertaken this quest, like you're killing these colossi, to bring back a a female companion of yours who has passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you do that, you, you take them all down, and you go back there. Oh, but Joel, a twist. <laughs> yep. You become, I guess, you become the bad, like a bad guy, essentially, to yep. to put it bluntly. Killing all of those colossi has tainted you mm-hmm. essentially and you get sealed in there
0: yep yep uh i I mean I guess you could draw parallels between this and spec off the line as well like it's yeah, true true very, very very similar in some aspects of the fact that like you start off thinking that you're doing the right thing and by the end of it you're not doing the right thing at all um so yeah it's <sighs> It's some heavy shit.
1: (laughs) It is. And like, especially in Shadow of a Colossus, like, yeah, yeah. Killing those colossi, I felt bad every time. Each time I was like, this guy, this thing was just, it was just
0: existing. And every time you look at them, like you see their facial, like their faces and stuff, and they just got these big dumb looks on their face. Yeah. So innocent. And then you're like, oh, I just want to hug you, not stab you in the head. Like, yeah,
1: instead I'm going to climb all over you and hit your weak point with my sword and you're going to scream. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: climb up on your fair. I'm gonna hug it instead of like shivving it. Like yeah, it's yeah. Oh, that's rough. Oh boy. Um, yeah. another one for me. Favorites though uh, would be Bioshock. I think. Um, even though I had it spoiled for me, um, which sucks. But I think Bioshock's uh, again. Spoiler warning about Bioshock. If you haven't played it, uh, the. The collections out there—it's easy to get. Go and play it. Um, yeah, the uh, the would you kindly moment is pretty, pretty spectacular though. Really, even though knowing it going into it, it was still impressive when I got to it. It still gave me chills.
1: Yeah, like when you when it's, it's funny because when you when you hit that point and you have that the would you kindly thing revealed to you. Yep, it all hits you in the face collectively. Yep. You're just like, ah, oh, God
0: damn it i'm a fucking idiot yeah This entire
1: time this entire time mm-hmm. you had me you got yep. me and then the game has a really bad final boss and it kind of sours the whole thing but that twist is it's definitely yeah. one of the best ones out there i would say
0: oh look it's 95 percent perfect i think that game <laughs> in my eyes i think there's there's a lot of fantastic stuff in that game in it just trips over I... and face plants at the end it's, it just, it suffered from that thing where it's like, well, we're a video game. We need to have a final yeah. boss fight. And it's like, no, you Gotta don't have a final boss. You don't need to have a final boss fight always. Like it's, um, like I would argue, I would argue that evil within after only, i only doing one, but I would argue that it might've done a little better maybe without them. I don't know. I'll have to report back on that, but I don't know. It, I, I, Wait, I sort Without, of the, without what? Without boss fights.
1: Mm, have you done any bosses yet, in Evil Within?
0: I've only done the 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 Chainsaw guy. Okay, so, keep playing. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, that's good. Uh, that's, that's keep that's playing. good to know. But yeah, there are there are some games out there where you feel like they out the, the boss fights die shoehorned did And that is definitely I mean, one of there are them. games out there where
1: you question the entirety of uh, combat being included. Interestingly, as we discuss Bioshock Infinite, is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I honestly true. think Bioshock Infinite would have been a much better game had it not had the first-person shooter stuff just crammed in there for the sake yeah. of, like, well, we want to tell the story, but it's a Bioshock game, so I guess kill these people.
0: Exactly. I I think the thing that, that drops the ball for me with that is the, like, vigors and stuff in... that's what they're called in Bioshock, aren't they? Yes. Cause yeah.
1: they're pl- are they plasmids in Bioshock?
0: Plasmids, sorry. Yes, thank you. Um, no,
1: no, no, wait. So, wait, wait. Plasmids is Bioshock one. They're plasmids in
0: Bioshock one and figures in figures in infinite. All right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I feel like that the, because like the plasmids made sense and they were like constantly shown that they like contextually they were they were a thing that existed and had a had a reason to exist in that world, whereas in infinite they just didn't. It's like it's a Bioshock game. We're gonna have superpowers. Here's superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Go. Um. Yeah, that's an example of a game
1: that's hurt by gameplay, funnily enough, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, true. Very true. All right, have you got any other uh, positive... Uh, Ooh,
1: none that spring to mind none that spring at to the, the mind? moment.
0: No, all right, what about what about bad ones? Let's Was get it, dirty. There are so
1: many bad ones you could pull
0: from, Joel. That's very true. I, so I mean, we...
1: Yeah. As I say, we were doing some some reading and checking up on some like some games, like just checking some lists to see what people were saying, and it it brought some pretty bad ones to our attention.
0: Oh yeah, most definitely.
1: Uh, One I had loaded, and it's it's it hurts a little bit because for the most part I do enjoy the game, but in hindsight and the more I think about the game after finishing it, it just makes me unhappy. Mm -hmm. Is heavy rain?
0: Yes, with with Scott Shelby
1: being the origami killer. Yeah. Yeah. heavy rain itself is a game
0: full of plot holes unfortunately, oh yeah, most definitely and I, I like, you kind of you can kind of let it slide a little bit i guess can I can forgive some of them because I can. the fact of the matter is like that game was trying to do a lot of things and for them for some of it succeeded and um it succeeded in being a fun game um but yeah yeah. <laughs> But having Scott, Scott Shelby as the origami killer, like,
1: I think it was fair to say that you could have. You were guessing it was going to be a playable character at the gate. Exactly. And when it's revealed at Scott Shelby, like, oh, wow. Okay. I mean, it's not a bad thing, I guess. But then you think back to scenes you've had with Scott already, like dealing with the old guy, Manfred, I, I think, like the typewriter or the antique store or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Scott apparently kills him there, but he doesn't have much time to kill him, clean the prints, and get back to the room with the woman to then go yeah, back into yeah. the room with Manfred and act all shocked that he's dead uh,
0: and also like you said he has asthma so he has asthma like, so like he he wouldn't be running anywhere it's yeah no and, uh, and, and, and I, at, I think it would take a fair while to kill a human being yeah you know, and well wow, that makes I, me sound like a psychopath but um yeah yeah, well, it especially like of so that what's her face doesn't hear as well. Exactly, like silently killing someone. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: And just my personal grudge with that reveal as well is just that they had. I mean, I didn't think that would take him anywhere really, but they had plot points with Ethan that just go nowhere because of that. Like Ethan yep. has those blackouts, never explained. Nope, nope. Like just once blacked out, happens and then never dealt with, and you are like, okay, I guess that didn't matter. That's it's- really that's just lazy.
0: It's the same. If you've like playing Heavy Rain, if you want to play it, you just play it and then put it down and then forget about it and just go. I have fun with that because the more you think about that game, the less you will enjoy it. I guess, which sucks because it's. I had a lot of fun playing that game in like group settings and things as well, which I think I've spoken about before. But, um, (sighs) yeah. Anyway,
1: what about you, Joel? You got one?
0: Um, I want to put in. To defend one, if I may.
1: You're going to defend a bad plot twist?
0: Yeah, because I can't remember the other one I thought of on the top of my head at the moment. Oh, really? Um, but, yeah, I'm going to defend what some people think is a bad plot plot twist. Uh, and that is for Metal Gear Solid 2. Now, when I played Metal Gear Solid 2, I agreed with a lot of the people that, that Metal Gear Solid 2 was not a good game and that Raiden sucked and that him, not, uh, him being playable for pretty much... of that game was shit. Um, But I think, looking back on it, I was listening to, I think it was Cool Games Inc., and they were talking about this. The fact of the matter is that when that game came out, or before that game came out, all that was shown about that game was that opening segment where you play as Snake. Um, And that's all people talked about. Even down to the point where, like, people in the industry who were reviewing the game were asked not to say anything about the latter part of the game. And they all adhered to it. Like, that would never happen in this day and age. There's some dickhead out there that's just like, I'm going to put this on the internet and spoil it for everyone. I'm going to leak it because, oh, leaking's the fun thing to do. Like, um... that that, that So I, I, I want to defend that. Looking back on that, I think for its time... And, like, the situation that surrounds that that particular plot twist, I think that's very good. It's changed yeah. my mind on it.
1: I mean, Metal Gear Solid 2 was one of those games, yeah. I was the same. At, the, at first, I was mad because I just want to play as Solid Snake. But in hindsight, like, as you can argue all you want, but it's like, yeah, Cyborg Ninja Raiden's really cool. Yeah, he is. But, I don't know, I kind of do miss interesting... Raiden from Metal Gear Solid 2 who was bringing a different angle to the Metal Gear series, I guess.
0: Yeah. As opposed to
1: Cyborg Raiden who's just like, I'm a ninja.
0: And looking back uh, like looking back at it with what we know about Raiden as a character now, I have a lot more of an appreciation for him. Yes. Um, Especially after Metal Gear Solid 4. Fucking... oh, boy! I still
1: still think he should have died in
0: that game. I'm so mad he didn't. He should have. He should have. And then they should have just, they, they could have made Revengeance and just made it up then. But what if he didn't die? Like, that's, they should have done it. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually can't remember the one that I was thinking of as a bad one. <laughs> I've, no. Oh, you've you've blown it. I have, I have. I think I was, I, I'm very much in agreement with you that Heavy Rain was pretty, it's pretty garbage. Um, Um, I'll also throw one out there.
1: This is not what I'm going to focus on too much because thinking about the story of this game hurts a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's Metroid Other M. Metroid Other M. Mm. For having. For being a Metroid game, maybe focus a bit. Like, if you're going to do story, take care with it. Don't just give us a game like Other M where you want us to swallow the fact that there's a character called Madeline Bergman who is also. (sighs) It is MB. Okay, M mm-hmm. B. Then there's also an Android called MB. Uh which obviously M B if you played Metroid, Mother Brain. Mother Brain is a thing. Mother oh The game the Metro the game is Metroid Other M, which abbreviates to M O M, which is Mum. Just don't do that. It's not good. I didn't even know if it was not a good. twist, I guess. It was just dumb and I didn't like, like- when they were like, oh,
0: Madeline Bergman. That's the thing. Like, I feel like they were all sitting in the writers' room, or in, like in the room, like figuring all out. Just oh, go. We tricked them. Look how clever we are. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, you're fucking no, no. Everyone saw it coming. It. I'm sorry. Stop it. Um, well, from some of the lists that we were looking at before, some other, some other, um, honourable mentions. I feel like maybe Bayonetta. Um, I think I don't think it's a bad plot twist. I think it's just a, a very obvious plot twist. Where that Cerveza is you as a as Beta as a child. I'd go the same
1: way with uh, Resident Evil 5, where Jill was the hooded figure that Wesco had with him the whole time. Right. Obviously, it was Jill Valentine. It was not a surprise.
0: No, no. Uh, What about Final Fantasy X, Karen?
1: Everyone, everything, well, not everything's a dream, but the main character is, and so is is his world that he came from. But
0: whatever. It is the most cliched thing you can do in any piece of storytelling and they did it in a fucking 100 hour RPG
1: yeah like, it's rough but oh man you play that game and you get to that last cutscene it's hard to let it bother you Okay, with the fair enough. Inc- I, 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 incredible music that plays and just that last CG cutscene granted Square themselves went on to ruin that game unfortunately with sequels and
0: extra mm, stuff it doesn't yep. need to
1: exist but
0: that yeah. sounds like Square Enix to me. It does um, sound like Square Enix. <laughs>
1: 10 was by Squaresoft, so...
0: Oh, okay, sorry. Okay. But, but they continue that X2 trend on this... x Square- yeah. Enix. Yeah. And, and 13 and all of its fucking 64,000 yeah. games were as well. Um, yeah, but I, I know, like, on paper, like, looking at it from someone who hasn't played 10, so I, I take my my words with a grain of salt when it comes to this, but that's, like... One of the worst, one of my pet peeves is when I hear it, it's all a dream. It has to be done very well for me to, like, let that slide. So if it's done well, like, that's fine.
1: If it um, helps, it's not like it doesn't happen at the ending. You sort of have some heads up. Okay. You don't just get to the end and then go, ha dream, and you vanish. Like Surprise. You, yeah. You, you have time to prepare yourself for it. Yeah. And again, like, the cutscene that plays and just the beautiful music, it's it nearly makes me forget it's even a thing. <laughs> 'Cause the music is just that damn good. That damn good. Alright ben, ben out there, if he's listening, he'll he he agrees with me, he'll back me up. Yeah, I can hear him like
0: giving you hearing you him give a thumbs up. Anyway. You can hear a thumbs up, Joel. Yeah, I can. I'm I've got superpowers. Alright, Karen. <laughs> do you have anything else for uh 'cause I can't think of anything more really uh, look, oh. I'm
1: sure there's been plenty.
0: The last one I wanted to, to, to bring up because I thought it was really funny was uh, the Bionic Commander oh, 2009 God. one, 2009 Bionic Commander, which basically like the like robot arm thing that you have for the entire game that oh. sort of controls your grapple hook and all that sort of stuff is your wife. Um, that's so, bad. It's just straight bad. So yeah, that's a thing.
1: Um, <laughs> it also, like that also makes me think of the twist that didn't go anywhere in Metal Gear Solid 2 where Liquid Snake Liquid Snake's arm being attached to Ocelot
0: yeah yeah <sighs> yeah because cool this may be handy for a plot device in, That's the, sequel. in the sequel yeah um, exactly
1: Metal, Metal Gear awesome Metal nailing Gear it awesome. once
0: again yeah thank you Aaron <laughs> Hansen <laughs> alright Karen I think that sounds like an
1: episode certainly does. All right. Mm. Let's let's wrap this one up. Yeah. Uh, As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you've reached this point of a podcast, we do appreciate it. If you wish to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Facebook by liking our page, Dialogue Options. You can follow us on Twitter, at Dialogue Options. You can shoot us a a little email over to dialogueoptions at com. And don't forget, if you listen to us on iTunes, to give us a little cheeky review and a... You know, just just tell us that you tell them that you love us. That would that would be lovely if you could
0: do that. Also too, just quickly, like uh shout out to the uh AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, who uh we are proudly a member of. Um great, great, amazingly awesome bunch of people creating vastly different types of content and and really, really awesome stuff. So just search for that hashtag go in and search out yeah. some of those things. They are Absolutely. awesome. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to them because we were the Spotlight Podcast this week. So, yay to us. Very much appreciative. Yes, we are very appreciative of that. So, thank you so much. I um, just wanted to chuck that one in there. Continue That's fine. The I, I, it's good. I would have forgotten. So, I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. I didn't want to feel like I was, like, butting in. But, like, I was, like, no, we remember. We have to mention that. Um, Completely yes, forgot. So, no, thank you no, for that. Thank you so much, guys. It's it's it's, it's an honor to be Surrounded by some amazing, amazingly talented people, so... Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, as for as for our individual accounts, you can find me at lemonmanx. Uh On Twitter, I've mostly been tweeting about Game of Thrones, admittedly, because I'm still going back through and mm. uh, remembering all the little things like the redemption arc of Jamie Lannister, and oh, so any time cool. I get to have a scene with Brienne of Tarth and Jamie Lannister... Fuck yeah, that,
0: oh, the best, like, buddy cop duo
1: ever. Yeah, uh, anytime I get to watch Marjorie Tyrell clearly playing Joffrey like a fiddle and Joffrey oh. clearly not realising it. Oh, so good. Best. And Charles Dance's Tywin and Lady Olenna oh. as well, Marjorie Tyrell's grandmother.
0: Oh my but god, yes. So many,
1: season three is a good season again. Season three is like, really oh. good, yeah. Oh. But that uh, that's what I, that's mostly what I've been tweeting about. Uh, what about yourself, Joel? Where can I find you?
0: You can find me at Jolie Mac, uh, where I think the last thing I was, I retweeted a kind of funny tweet, a kind of funny, uh, a tweet from kind of funny, which was basically them tweeting at Nintendo World of America saying, yes, hi, um, I'm sure it was just an oversight. But when will you be adding in uh, uni races to the SNES classic lineup? Thank you. And I'm like, yes, I agree with that. Um, I don't
1: know if you've watched the Easy Allies podcast yet, but I think Daniel Bloodworth has, the, has
0: like the same thought. <laughs> I was literally watching that before we started recording tonight. And as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I'm not the only one. Yes. Uni you guys need to start a life. movement. <laughs> Uni Races for Life. Fuck yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Uni Races
1: for Life apparently is uh, going to be Joel's final words this week. Oh, title titled so. the episode that... Don't you dare! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare! <laughs> uh, as well, so, yeah, I guess we'll you can catch us next week where we'll be back with more, hopefully, more video game news. Hopefully, the E3 drought will be dry. Will, will be stopping. Yeah, fingers crossed. Otherwise, who knows what crazy adventures I will have achieved in Elite Dangerous if I haven't already just <laughs> killed myself
0: and gone broke. And if I haven't had a heart attack from the evil within, so... <laughs> I think you'll be okay. Maybe. Be it's, okay. it's like a 50-50 chance. <laughs> that, that gives me such confidence, card I was doing... A, i was, do, I was feeling very confident with myself until you were just like, yeah, there's some parts coming up. And I was like, no, what are you doing to me? What are you doing? Anyway. <laughs> who, who knows, Joel? Maybe
1: I'm just planting that seed of doubt. Oh, that's worse. It is, Damn isn't it? I guess God. you'll have to find out. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, thanks for listening, guys.
0: Stay up. Stay up.